0: foot across for Hetman, now loose chance, and Freddie Anderson, how did he make that save? Unbelievable, robbing Andre Pallot. Wow. His pass all the way along the boards to be picked up for Golf tries to deflect it out front, no one home, and now Cirelli with a possible break. In on Anderson, Anderson with the save, rebound chance by Pallot, and Mr. Anderson with another save, still loose, they're letting him play. We get a look at the can- Finally a whistle comes in after some pushing and shoving and Frederick Anderson keeping Carolina in it. D'Angelo takes a look for Ajo. Ajo across for Taravainen. That's deflected by Hedman trying to clear along the boards. Carolina will get to it. Out of the box in a few seconds will come Jan Ruda. Svechnikov trying to keep it in. Collision at the Tampa blue line. Root is out, now his shot goes to Vasilevsky. He will club it. The Canes power play, frustrated, and just 21 seconds left in a five on four. Remarkable. Vasilevsky is hurt too. He didn't just lose the skate plate, he is hurt. Can't be sure though. You'll know when he gets to the bench because he has no skate plate on the left side. He loses it right here. You never see this. Boy, has he been Herculean tonight. To Taravainen. Taravainen. Back up top. It's D'Angelo. Svechnikov. Down low. Trotschik across the score. Tavo Taravainen. Career goal number 99. And the Canes have tied it at one on the power play. He's backing off Hedman. Skates away from Calor now crisscrosses with Aho. Pulls up on Hedman. Snaps to score! Natches does it again to Tampa. Carolina, this one will count 2 one. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Cane's Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's
1: your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Cane's Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. The one game losing streak is over. Martin Natchez, yes, does it again. He beat Tampa in overtime a year ago. Maybe Martin Natchez is Mr. Overtime when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Either way, uh, good game, fun game. Glad Carolina got the result. I think it deserved. You know, sometimes it doesn't always work out that you get what you deserve because it could have gone the other way. But a big power play goal in the third period. Carolina getting to overtime with a good penalty kill, a great penalty kill tonight. Uh, and then the game winner. They really won it twice. We'll talk about all of it. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. I actually had somebody uh, say to me today, uh, man, all I know is I love Sammy Hanna. And I don't even know if the guy's a customer. But if you know Sammy Hanna, and you've been to the Aluminum Company of North Carolina then you know that Sammy Hanna is awesome. And so is everything else you can find there. AluminumCompany.com, online, free no obligation estimate. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to talk to Alec Campbell in a few minutes. Uh, but this, it it all depends on what your perspective was going into this game. Now, we're so early in the season that the result wasn't as important as the process. You want the result, but you want the process. You want it to look Essentially, you wanted to look the part. And even had Carolina not drawn even in the third period on the power play goal, which is a brilliant pass from Vincent Trocek across to Tavo Teravainen for the one-timer. Even if they had not drawn even on that goal and not gotten anything out of this night, what you saw tonight was the way the Carolina Hurricanes should play. That was much better. Much better than every, anything we saw in Florida, although I think the third period was pretty good. You know, even though they didn't score, didn't get the equalizer, thought the third period in Florida was pretty good. But ultimately, tonight was just a good, solid game. It was very good defensively. Were there some mistakes? Of course, there were mistakes. There are going to be mistakes. Tampa made mistakes tonight. So, you you just needed to play well. Rod said it uh, earlier today. uh, Said it to me, said it to uh, to the media before, it had been a while since they had put 60 minutes together, and you're never going to be great for all 60, but you have to be in it all 60, and Carolina played 20 against Florida, uh, they didn't play very well, they got away with it against Chicago really twice, got away with it against Arizona, because those are bad teams. Those are some of the lesser teams in the league against a good team. You knew you had to bring it, and Carolina brought it tonight. Uh, Frankly, they were a little bit unlucky to not be ahead in the first period. Uh, I don't know if they were incredibly dangerous offensively, but they controlled the play. Then, of course, Tampa gets the first goal. We'll talk about the five-on-three power play, uh, which I I know they didn't score. They didn't get anything out of it. Uh, and then Tampa comes scores the other scores the goal to make it one nothing on the Stamkos one timer, um, but it probably wasn't a terrible five on three, but it wasn't good enough. And we'll explain uh, a couple of things about it. Uh, but man, I think you just have to be happy about a great effort uh, and a good and a good game, a good performance, and then you're elated that you get two points. Just absolutely incredible that you get. Two points. All right. We got to. I I do want to touch on a bunch of things. Alec is going to join us in a couple of minutes, and we're all very excited because the Hurricanes winning streak uh, is now back up to one. They end that losing streak. And let's see if I could do the math here. You can't go 81 and 1 without first going 10 and 1. Yes, I know that is technically not necessarily accurate. But I'm gonna roll with the joke until I get sick sick of it, and uh, I think you'll all uh, you'll all just put up with it. Uh, Carolina actually, I might work backwards here. I think Carolina won it twice, uh, and we'll uh, we'll start with the Brady Shea almost goal. Shea comes in uh, and he beats Vasilevsky glove side high. Really, wasn't over the glove. It was really over the shoulder. I mean, there was nothing Vasilevsky can do about it. Uh, It was really, you know, between the outside of the shoulder and the head and the mask, and it just went right over the shoulder, and Carolina wins a 2-1, but Vincent Trocek was offside. And if I could just say this about it, I was kind of disappointed because Trocek could have easily stayed onside. All he has to do is drag his foot back, and he just didn't. So he wasn't way offside, but he was clearly offside. And I guess that's all you, all you have to be. It wasn't really much of a debate. They didn't look at it very long. Like, oh, yeah, uh, 16 was offside. So uh, it would have been awful to give away the point based on that because, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, you don't want to cast any aspersions, but that was easily avoidable. And remember, Carolina lost a, uh, I think they lost an offside game, was it last year, that way, the same way? An over, I think it was an overtime game. I think they lost the game that way last year. Again, that would that's that's a terrible way to lose by especially when you could have easily been on, uh, but it doesn't come back to hurt him because Martin Natchez won it uh about a minute, minute or so late, a minute and a half later, maybe. Uh just a nice play, crisscross, uh patient play in the offensive zone. Uh Hedman backs off just enough, and uh Vasilevsky gets a piece of it, but Natchez uh with the wrister to win it, snap wrister to win it. And Carolina gets a 2-1 uh, win. So that was the overtime. The overtime was entertaining. Carolina controlled the play in the overtime. There was the one really good chance. Matter of fact, the only high-danger chance in the overtime. Uh, Anthony Sorelli with the puck on his stick right in front of Freddie Anderson. Don't know why uh, I was actually, for technical glitches, Ended up watching the Tampa broadcast. Do not know why they did not want to give Andre Svechnikov credit for the defensive play he made on Anthony Sorelli. Uh, but Sorelli probably ends the game. Were it not for Andre getting his stick underneath Sorelli's stick, lifting it up, uh, at least bothering it enough where Sorelli shoots it wide. So that play probably saved the point for Carolina. Uh, and then the Hurricanes go down ultimately and win it. Uh, Svech also had five hits on the night. I thought Andre was outstanding in this game. He had the hit on Ryan McDonough in the corner uh, that I thought staggered McDonough. I thought Andre played a really a a classic power forward game, uh, and it was good to see him get on the score sheet. He had the secondary assist on the Tevo Teravon and power play goal that tied it. Um, Sebastian aho I thought had a good game eight and four in the face off circle Trocheck, I think was 12 and three on the dot Carolina as a team was 37 and 20 in the faceoff circle tonight 37 and 20 dominated dominated Tampa uh, in the face off Circle uh, in all situations tonight. This is what these were the, the metrics of Carolina. Now, I don't think this was nearly as lopsided a game. Uh, but I think the Hurricanes with their attention to detail in the defensive zone really limited Tampa's chances. Uh and here are the uh the natural stat trick all situation numbers. Uh Carolina shots attempted sixty to thirty three over Tampa, almost two to one. Uh, shots for 31-18 in all situations. Again, nearly 2-1. to one. Scoring chances for 36-21. High-danger chances were even at 7. Carolina didn't have quite the high-danger, quite the, you know, they weren't around the net all night. There were some chances. I mean, I think early in the game, was it Jesper Faust was, was or Jordan Stahl was right in tight? Uh, second period, Stahl fed Fost right at the top of the crease that Vasilevsky makes a good save. Svechnikov had the puck in tight, uh, and he had his shot go over. This is early in the third period. Svechnikov had a shot go over. No, actually, Vasilevsky got a piece of it, and it deflected over the bar. There was great passing between Natchez and Svechnikov to Aho in the slot, who hit the—like, his shot glanced off the bar and went high. There were, by the way, the third period. I think Carolina might have might have been their best period, at least in terms of uh, dangerous chances to score. They get the power play goal, of course, but uh, there was there were obviously some uh, some combination changes. Aho centering Svechnikov and Natchez was pretty doggone impressive. That line was a handful for Tampa in the third period. And what it did was it occupied point Palat, and Sorelli. And I will say, uh, this is how good, you know, point and Palat really are. They still had chances as much as the Ajo line was dominating in the third period. Point and Palat still had some chances. Freddie Anderson played very, very well. Again, uh, the goal was absolutely had no chance on the goal, much like Vasilevsky on the, on the first Carolina goal had no chance. Freddie had no chance, and we'll go through that goal in a second. But there, Carolina had other chances. Stephen, Stephen Lawrence had a, a shot, uh, you know, an opportunity right in tight. Uh, the puck's laying in the crease. Uh, he had a hard time getting to it, and he like I think he actually shoveled it off the post. Um, Tara Vinen had an opportunity that hit the outside of the post. Ahu had the one I ref, referred to before where he hit the uh, crossbar, and it went high. They just they had plenty of chances in the third period and just couldn't get one to go. Um, then Teravainen on the power play, uh, great pass across from Trocheck uh, with at nine fifty six of the third. So basically just shy of the midpoint, uh, they tie it. And now you're going all right, man. We got even. We got a you know let's let's not blow this. And Carolina was pretty tight the rest of the way. Uh, there was a power play that they had to deal with, and they dealt dealt with it very well. Uh, Carolina's penalty kill was as good tonight as it has looked all year long. There there really were not many uh, moments of sustained pressure on Tampa's power play. It just weren't, and Carolina had the only power play goal in five tries. Tampa was zero for four with the man advantage, uh, so Carolina's penalty kill was outstanding. Freddie Anderson was really good when he needed to be, uh, and they get, they get it. Even they get it to overtime and then they control the play in the overtime. Again, other than the Sorelli, uh, the Sorelli shot in tight, that Svechnikov kind of erased with his defensive play. I mean, Carolina really carried the play for most of the third period and the overtime. It was, uh, it was a really good performance. I mean, uh, I'm a, little, uh, I'm a little keyed up over it, so uh, bear with me. But I, thought, I just thought Carolina was very, very good tonight. And Again, to me, it was about process as opposed to anything else. I would have been fine even had Carolina got nothing out of tonight because what you needed to see was a team that played better than they played against Florida, than they played against both games against Chicago, than against Arizona, even then against Boston. I thought they were okay against Boston. They weren't great against Boston. They were just okay. They were more lucky than great against Boston. Best game I think Carolina's played uh, in 15 days was the Toronto game until tonight. This, I think, best game Carolina's played all year. And they got two goals and needed overtime uh, to do it. So uh, I thought, again... Just a strong effort. Real quick, back to uh, back to the first goal, two two things I want to get to, and they actually happened pretty, you know, pretty much back to back. The first is the five on three. Second time Carolina's had an extended five on three this year. First one was in, I think it was Nashville. They got nothing out of it, but that five on three was bad. I didn't think this five on three was bad. They didn't score. And they didn't do enough on it, but I don't think it was bad. They possessed the puck. They got, you know, they got uh, passes through. The problem that I think they had was, I'm sure they realized it, but you've got Ryan McDonough who's kind of limping around. You got Andre Vasilevsky down a skate blade. And I really think you just have to pepper shots. You don't shoot it into the glove. You don't want him to swallow it and get a whistle. But you want to throw shots around. You want to put shots on net and go get it. Five on three, you have that advantage. And even if they ice the puck, it ain't like he can get a whistle. He can't get a whistle until there's a whistle. So it's not an injury, it's a skate blade. And I just didn't, if I would have liked to have seen Carolina just Blast shots on net and go get the puck. Puck retrieval, which Carolina has been pretty good at for the most part this year, uh, but they didn't do that, and ultimately uh, they squandered the five-on-three. And then not long after that, Stephen Stampko scores the goal. Uh, you know, good play, Matthew Joseph with the Matthew Joseph, who by the way was a healthy scratch for a lot of last year, based on some injuries, is centering. Tampa's second line. That's how good they are. Joseph's a good player. I don't know if he's a second line center, but he's centering um, what? Kalorn and Stamkos. And that was the line that produced the goal midway through the second period to make it 1 0. And yes, there was a penalty that was not called on the play. Uh, Alex Kalorn clearly interferes with Tony D'Angelo. It should have been called. Uh, Much like, I guess, early in the game, Sebastian Ajo behind the play was called for whatever the penalty was. He went to the box. uh, And there have been situations already this year where it doesn't really impact the play, but you have to call it because it's a penalty. It should have been called. But here's where I will mitigate the non-call by simply saying, Tony D'Angelo lost a battle, a physical battle behind the net with Matthew Joseph. Joseph circles out from behind the goal uh, from the corner with the puck, D'Angelo is slow is not not slow, but D'Angelo's behind the play. And I don't believe that he would have gotten close enough to Joseph to impact the pass. Not saying they shouldn't have called it. they should have called the penalty. but Joseph wins that battle. and then Vincent Trocek, who is supposed to be with Steven Stamkos on the weak side or on the far, you know the uh, the left side of the ice, uh, he allows Stamkos to drift away. He is not in touch with his man. Trochek at this point is covering nobody in the middle of the ice in front of the net. And the pass across to Stamkos was an easy one-timer past Anderson for 1-0. So, should there have been a penalty? Absolutely. But, did Carolina lose a battle and then lose a man? Yes. So, that's that's the mistakes that Carolina made that cost them that goal and it came right after not getting anything out of the five-on-three, and that could have been a killer because Carolina was the better team tonight. And you like to get, especially when you're playing a team like Tampa and a goaltender like Vasilevsky, if you can get one, you get one. Um, But credit to the Hurricanes for fighting through a good, well-played game and answering, getting the goal they needed and answering whatever doubts might have been creeping in based on you know almost two weeks of less than top-notch play. Because again, wasn't always bad, but if you're one of the elites, and I think Carolina is one of the elites, then you got to play like it on a more regular basis. And they hadn't done it for about 10, 12 days. Uh, so credit to them for doing all of that. Uh, really good effort, really good performance. Again, cannot say enough about how solid Freddie Anderson has been. Uh, could have easily gotten one of my stars, and that is, of course, a uh, a hint that he didn't get. Uh, although he probably was a star, if I could look at uh, what it said inside Tampa, I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson did get one of the stars. Uh, he did not. As a matter of fact, this is how much of a, a homer the The building is at Amelie Arena. Two of the three stars went to Tampa Bay Lightning. (laughs) Stamkos was the third star. Vasilevsky was the second star. Andre Vasilevsky was excellent. Uh, Martin Natchez was the first star. Uh, But we'll do stars with Alec Campbell on the other side. But Canes get a big win and something that they needed now. A couple of days off, you got Philly and then St. Louis at PNC Arena. And then the Hurricanes are out west. Five-game Pacific road trip before ending a six-game roadie in Philly before coming home to take on Washington. Uh, So basically the month of November they are on the road except for Friday and Saturday, both at PNC Arena. And it should be fun. I think Philly's good. I know St. Louis is good. Uh, So we'll see an old friend in Justin Falk when St. Louis comes to town on Saturday. Uh, But now we get into the stretch where Carolina can get into a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, and I look forward to that because I think when this team is uh, is in a rhythm, I think they're going to be a blast to watch. Big goal for Martin Natchez tonight. Uh, I thought Marty played a really good game start to finish. It was nice to see that. Uh, and it was good to see the top players really play well. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. We do the radio thing Monday through Friday, noon to three. Um, I'm a process guy. I think you're a process guy. For sure, I would have been cool even if they had lost the game because that this was. I would argue this might be might have been the best game they played this year.
2: Yeah, it could be. I mean, start to finish, they were pretty good. I mean, they were real stingy in terms of I think limiting limiting chances. Tampa only had three shots on goal in the first period. I mean, they did get some good looks at it a couple of times, but that's just going to happen throughout the course of the, of the game. And I mean, I think you got to be really pleased with what you've seen, especially after what happened in Florida on Saturday night. Cause I think that, that kind of was at least for me a little bit of a, let's see if the hurricanes are just beat up on a lesser schedule or if they can hang with some of these big dogs in the league and, They definitely did not do that with Florida. But they came back and were able to bounce back and get a nice one against Tampa tonight. So it was a really good win. And, you know, they bounced back in overtime too. The only real criticism that I have of the game tonight was just the five-on-three, Bataletsky, no skate, no no skate blade (laughs) thing. Which they they had like a minute of five-on-three times that loses his skate trying to like make a save, which I'm not. I'm not even sure if the fuck was on net or not. It was. I wasn't. don't know if it, I, I don't know if it matters. But anyway, the skate comes off, or the blade comes off, and it was like nobody knew what to do. Even Tavo, Tavo kind of referenced that in his post game, where it was like they. They he didn't know if they were gonna blow it dead. You know they, they didn't know, and it looked like it because they were just like. Switching places at the top of the umbrella, right. the Tampa Killers are just like standing there. No one's doing anything, and you're like, "Dude, Vasilevsky can't push off his left skate. You got to start hammering him like, yep. right now." And it, there was just zero urgency for that. And when you don't score in a five-on-three at that point, in a I don't, were they down one nothing at that point? No, no, the,
1: the goal came. Oh, I don't know, about a minute, two minutes after.
2: Yeah, but when you don't score on a five on three, I mean, said it a million times, I feel like it's like missing a field goal early
1: in the game. It's like, like giving up a special it, teams touchdown.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just always comes back to bite you somehow. But hey, man, the Hurricanes are now six and one when they give up the first goal <laughs> of the game, and they are undefeated. Overtime
1: still never lost, never yeah. lost. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the five on three was disappointing. Uh, I f- you had to figure that they knew that Vasilevsky didn't have a skate, but it, was, it wasn't just that. I mean, Ryan McDonough's limping around because McDonough's uh shook from either a blocked shot or a hit or something. So you got an injured defenseman, you got a one legged goalie, and they're not shooting the puck, and it was very confusing to me. Um, And it's, it's you know, it's one of those things. That they're now 0-2 with extended 5-on-3s. They had a minute 35 of 5-on-3. Yeah. And they, they yeah. just didn't do enough with it. Uh, the 5-on-4 right. was better than the 5-on-3, which probably shouldn't yeah. be the case.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Tripp said that too on the broadcast. I mean, there have been times when the penalty kill is better than the power play for Carolina. So... I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about it other than, like, I mean, I don't want to be shoot guy, but shoot it. <laughs> shoot I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, golly, like, guy's got no skate play. He, 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 he can't move yep. from one side to another. I mean,
1: that's got to be a goal. And a trip, but, a, trip said in the broadcast that you're afraid if you shoot, you give him the whistle. So yeah, if you're passing yeah, it around, that. I get it, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but it's like I'd rather be shooting it than not shooting it, than, than doing nothing.
1: It's hard to score if you don't so, shoot.
2: It, it, yeah, take your, shoot your shot, man.
1: Shoot your <laughs> shot. All right, so the penalty kill, which was an adventure in Florida, was outstanding tonight. Um, so it was good to see them get back on it, because I'm trying to remember uh, on Florida's, uh, rather, Tampa's four power plays, there just wasn't a lot of, you know, sustained zone time. Uh, they didn't really set up and, and do a ton with it. I thought Carolina's penalty kill was vintage tonight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, McCain committed five penalties, one was offsetting, led to four power plays. They've been a little bit power play prone, or, you know, penalty kill prone. Uh, half of their games this year, or at least. Coming into tonight, yep. had five or more power plays allowed, and it one was in one had eight power plays allowed. Well, another one had six power plays allowed. So four is probably the most you want to take in a game. But yeah, they were they were aggressive. Um, you know, at the right time, four for four tonight. So I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't really the mark of a good power penalty kill and, you know, power play to me, special teams is, you know, do you succeed? I mean, I don't really know night to night what you do differently. I mean, Brady Shea said that they were focusing on the seam passes tonight. I don't know. Maybe they're doing that. But for me, it's really just about timing. It's like doing the right thing at the right time, especially on the penalty kill, like being the right amount of aggressive and physical at the right time. Instinctual, you know, and I guess they were that tonight because otherwise it's it's really like you're just trying to do the same thing most nights. Uh, but for whatever reason, it worked tonight.
1: Yeah, I thought they uh, I thought they were aggressive tonight, but you know, teams do different things in the power play, and I think that Tampa has been great with seam passes, so you have to be aware of that. And certainly, they gave up what was it, seven power play goals or eight power play goals in the playoff series a year ago. So uh, they're well, uh, <laughs> they're they're very used to Tampa's power play. Granted, no, uh, no Nikita Kucherov changes everything. The power play for them has not been as good this year. They came in under twenty percent, uh, which is incredibly low for that group but it still has Stamkos it still has Point it still has Palat still has Hedman uh, still has Alex Calorn they're still awesome all right the uh, the first goal the Stamkos goal um clearly it was interference on the yeah. part of Alex Calorn he clearly interferes with Tony D'Angelo. um hey, threw a block yeah i mean look we we it, he set it back he set a backscreen
2: yeah, He's he said a back
1: did. screen on Tony D'Angelo, uh, and then uh, Matthew Joseph finds uh, Stephen Stamkos for a three pointer. Um, I get it; um, it should have been called, but it wasn't called. And but my overall point was, was this: Tony lost the battle behind the net with Matthew Joseph. Yes, I don't know if D'Angelo, even if Kalorn doesn't interfere, I don't think D'Angelo is getting out to bother the pass. And Vincent Trochek lost Steven Stamkos behind him. So yeah. while it should have been a penalty, so no goal, I mean, it's still, it's still Carolina's got to... Losing a battle is one thing. It wasn't a mental mistake. That's a physical mistake. But Trochek can't lose Stamkos. That was my only point. Uh, and, you know, people are mad because, no, it should have been a penalty. Like, I didn't say it shouldn't have been a penalty. I'm just saying other things happened, and we can't ignore those.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I agree with all of those things. I mean, you could yeah, I mean, I mean there's no way you can there was one interference penalty called in the game uh, early in the game against the Hurricanes which I thought was a little bit ticky-tack. I think it was Brendan Smith who took an interference penalty. Yes, behind the play. Right, right I mean the puck had just kind of left. It wasn't, I mean it was probably late, but I mean, if you're gonna call that, right? I don't know how you don't call the Kalorn situation. So, but you're right on all the other things. D'Angelo lost the battle. Stamkos um, was wide open. It was a pretty easy goal at the end of the day. And Prochak made a couple of mistakes tonight, um, including being, you know, three fortnights offside,
1: dude, uh, in overtime. What? My problem with the play wasn't that he was offside; it's that it was so easily avoided. All he has to do is drag his leg back, and he's he stays on easily.
2: Yeah, it wasn't even close. He was ten miles offside. <laughs> we couldn't we, could, we couldn't even see Vincent Trocek anymore. He, had, he was out of the building. It was so far
1: off that. He was already celebrating. Uh it was yeah. the, it was the second time that I've seen the Hurricanes lose an overtime goal by an offside. I'm trying to remember who was off the last time. Um but this one was just so easily avoided that it was just it was disappointing, but uh credit to them for uh for not hanging their heads and just going about the business of uh, of dominating. Uh, how about the defensive play that Andre Svechnikov made on Anthony Sorelli to to erase that scoring chance?
2: I mean, it was it was our defensive play of the game. On the aftermath, there were a couple of situations where I think like Aho took one off the line at one point, um, in the I think in the third period, and then Svetch with the with the good back check uh, was able to kind of thwart a chance. So yeah, that was that was good. Um, Freddie was good tonight yep. too. I thought.
1: So, a right. um, couple of quick things before uh, before I let you go. Um, what did you What did you think of Aho centering Svechnikov and Natchez?
2: I mean, I'm for it. I mean, that's a super dangerous line if they get going. It's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: super fast. <laughs> that is a fast line. Uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, it. I liked I, it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I, I like the I, I like the the fact that you can go to these lines when you want to or when you need to. Like, I like that. I like that guys are versatile in that way. I mean, you can, you know, you can drop Svechnikov back and play on a second or third line or something like that, and then if the game's tight or nobody's scoring, you can throw him up on the top line with Ajo and Taravainen or. Aho and Natchez and just have these just ridiculously talented lines. Uh, I think that's a big plus for Carroll.
1: So who were your three stars tonight?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> um,
1: I got you again.
2: Yeah. Freddie was one. I'll give Natchez one just because he got the game winner after. I was kind of rooting for Shea because, I mean, what an unlikely hero that would have been. I know.
1: It ruined, my, near- it ruined my ruined my game winning tweet too.
2: Uh, it ruined mine too. <laughs> Unlikely hero, a snapper from Shea, coast to coast to the near side. I mean, Vasilevsky gives basically gives up two near side goals. Yeah, in overtime, which you don't see. I mean, he was really good tonight. Yeah. Um, and then let's see here. I thought Stall was really good early. He um, was. I mean, he was, like, every highlight we played in the first intermission was we'll a stall highlight, basically. Um, I don't know.
1: All right. My my three stars, third star was Andre Svechnikov. Um, I thought he played a, a, a great game, end-to-end, a very power-forwardy game, five hits. He had the defensive play, uh, but I just yeah. thought he had his his fingerprints were all over this game. I love the way he played. Uh, my second star was Jacob Slavin. Um, how about this? He played twenty-seven thirty-three tonight. <laughs> uh, he yeah. had—that's right. He was—he uh, had nineteen ten at even strength. Only one defenseman played more all night than Slavin did at even strength, and that was Tony D'Angelo at nineteen thirty-one. Slavin was just an absolute man tonight. Uh, and I gave Natchez the first star. I thought Natchez played a good game anyway. Uh, and then yeah. I gave him uh, gave him the first star for the goal. I don't normally do that, but I thought he played very well anyway. And then he got the game winner, so I uh, gave him credit for that. He was also I thought very good on the penalty kill. He was part of that too. So uh, that was it. I and somebody asked me if I considered Freddie, and I did. Uh, to me, it was between Freddie and Andre, but I just loved Andre's game start to finish.
2: Yeah, I mean can't can't quibble with that. I like I like the Haho game. I like Teravinen's game. Uh, Taravanan had six shots tonight. He also cre- was credited with a hit. Really? So maybe that alone. Maybe <laughs> that alone warrants a star for Tebo Taravanan. Plus the uh, I mean the goal they scored on the power play was great. Yep. Uh, Andre was a piece of that too. So there was a lot of lot of guys who were going
1: tonight. No question about it. Uh, all right, so they uh, they snapped their one game losing streak. Now they get to uh, to sit on this one for two days before Philadelphia and St. Louis come in back to back.
2: Yeah. All right. Second We're, night of a back to back. Second back to back of the season. Uh,
1: did you did you find Sage?
2: I did find Sage. Um, made the soup. Soup was very good. I ate the rest of it tonight. We've I've eaten it for three dinners in a row. Wow. So it made a, made a lot of soup. It was really good. Yeah, uh, Food Lion had it on uh, Sunday when I went to get it, but I literally went to two stores on Friday and there was no sage. Um, it was, th- the whole weekend for me was like going places Just to find sage. Were out of, no, that were out of things that I needed. Like, my wife sent me to Lowe's to get some bins and on the on the internet, it said there were forty seven of them, and I get to Lowe's, and there were every other bin possible, except the one she wanted. Oh no! Yeah, so it was just like one of those weekends where everywhere I went, they didn't have what I needed. But I found the stage. I made the soup. Soup was good. Good for you. It has provided me substance for
1: sustenance for three nights in a row. Yeah, I did a uh, did a mushroom barley. My, it's my wife's favorite soup. She loved it. Uh, it was a surprise for her when she came back from the barn. Uh, and uh, I made a pork stew, which was very good. Uh, hearty, stick to your ribs type, uh, type stuff. Uh, and yeah. the next one, I believe, I, I haven't decided. I might do a, uh, a corn chowder with... Mm. Oh, yeah, I might do a corn chowder uh, with crab bites. Yeah. Or, yeah. or cause I am such a big tomato f- soup fan. I might do a mm. creamy tomato with homemade croutons. I can't decide which one I want to do next.
2: I love corn chowder. It's one of my favorites. All I'm right. probably going to make that pretty soon. Uh, we had one, we had a couple people submit some pictures and some, uh, we need to get some recipes. Uh, I think it was Beth on Twitter who yeah. said she is a good split tea recipe. I mean, I think peas are vastly underrated in general, and I'm here for a split pea
1: soup. I love split pea soup. I like the thick split pea soup. I I like a good, green, uh, exorcist-esque split pea soup.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I love split pea soup. So I'm here for that. trying to think. I don't, off the top of my head, I can't think of another soup I could make. Well, I'm going to do a chili also. Yeah, chili's in the in the in the works. Obviously, we do like we do beef stew a good bit, uh, just because it's fairly simple to do. Yep. Mm, but yeah, man, it's soup season.
1: It is. It is. It's uh, soup. S Z N. On that note, um, it's uh, it's time to wrap it up. I will. Uh, I will see you later. I will talk to you Friday after the Canes and the Flyers. Is that fair?
2: That sounds great to me. I can't wait to do it talk to
1: you then all right before we get out of here let's uh let's go to the locker room uh and we'll uh hear from martin natchez brady shea and rod brindamore and we'll start with the guy with the game winning goal remember here's how it worked uh brady shea uh scored to uh to win the game over the uh glove side shoulder of andre vasilevsky uh, but Vincent Trocek was offside. Remember, this happened to the Hurricanes. I forget the game it was this past, uh, last season, but it happened before, and Carolina went on to lose the game. Those things suck. But Martin Natchez, about a minute later, I'm guessing, I'm just going off memory here, uh, he had the puck in the offensive zone, and he won it. Yeah, I mean, it already happened to us, I think, last season, once or two seasons ago, I don't know. And
3: uh, that game, I think we lost, so... Uh... You know, just try to forget about it, you know, like nothing happened and just play play our game. So uh yeah, I mean it's uh it's a great win. Uh huge win for us, you know, to bounce back after a Florida game. But uh, yeah, just uh, you know, now focus on the next one.
1: Did did Brady give you any pointers there? <laughs>
3: uh yeah, he showed me a lot yesterday in the practice how to how to score. So uh yeah, I mean he's a... Uh, he had, a, he had a pretty nice shot. Uh, mine was a little luckier, so, uh, yeah, uh, it was it was lucky.
1: Third of the year for Natchez, 326 into overtime. Sends everybody home happy, Ajo and D'Angelo, with the assist, although the <laughs> the assist came so long before the goal uh, that I had forgotten that anybody else touched the puck but because uh, that really was really created uh, by Natchez. Uh, as for Brady Shea, who not only had the goal erased, but was also part of an important penalty kill, 0-4-4 on the power play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know how lethal they can be. They have not been that good this year for obvious reasons. Nikita Kucherov is hurt. You're missing a lot of guys off last year's team, but it's still an elite power play. Carolina was excellent uh, erasing all four chances. Shea was part of that, but we, they started with the goal.
2: I got one through an uh, overtime and
1: ended up being off sides, which all you know, the guys just kind of stayed up on the bench. And, you know, we had, I think we had, I don't know, two and a half, three more minutes left, and we thought we could get it done. And that had a great goal to, to get us the two points.
2: How did you guys get successful
1: down the tonight? Uh, I thought we were pretty aggressive. I think um, that's kind of our bread and butter is to be aggressive and not give them much time and space. Um, we did a good job on faceoffs, and you know, I thought we got most of the pucks down 200 feet, which uh, you need to do on the penalty kill. And now it's time to listen to the head coach. And remember Carolina played a good game. There was nothing to hang their head about, even if they had lost the game outright, but they played a good game. They did what they needed to do. They got big performances. Freddie Anderson was great again.
3: It's always frustrating when you play a pretty good game, you know, you're doing what we asked and getting some good looks. Um, you know, he was making some big saves, and then um, you know, so it was just good to keep going. You know, keep sticking with it, and obviously, you got a big power play goal after we had kind of butchered the five-on-three. The five-on-four stuff was been good all night. We we had a lot of great looks, so um, it's nice to get that one. And then you know, I thought the guys just kept playing hard all night. It was, and Freddie was great when he had to be. I mean, he was. You know, it was a great goaltending performance for both teams. And It's a pretty exciting game for. You know, relative, you know, relatively low-scoring game.
0: Rod, you kind of touched on uh, Freddie tonight. Uh, I mean, really good goaltending performance. But again, he he's the guy that helps keep you guys in there when uh when the chances aren't going to the back of the net.
3: Every win this year, you know that that he's played and that he's had a major impact in the game. So you know that's that says a lot about him um, for our group for sure. Like tonight was a perfect example. I mean, we're playing good, a good game, real real good, but you Know they get another one that's who knows what happens there. So, so he uh he held us in there for sure, Rod. How hard is it do you think in the uh, the overtime to score a goal, then have it overturned, and then be able to keep your poise, keep playing, and come back and win the game yeah. uh, uh, essentially for a second time? Right, I think that was uh, one of the, the key takeaways for me, you know, is to fight back and you know, feel like you tie it and then feel like you win it, and then get you no. Know, you didn't, you know, have to do it again. I thought it says a lot about the group. They they literally just shook it off, you know, better than I did. You know, they were just like, hey, okay, let's we'll play a little bit more. Um, so it was, uh, like I guess, it, it was a real positive game for us.
1: I know, I know you're a one-day-at-a-time guy, but you're 10-1. Does a game like this give you a boost that, that nothing else can, given the way last season ended and, and your expectations for matching up with this team?
3: Uh Yeah, I don't really look too much in the past. I just, it's nice to talk about, but it's, you know, it's old news. So, you know, we're, we're, we went 1-0 today. And that's, that's what we wanted to do. And, you know, we'll we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes.
1: Rod, what was your message to the team in between the second and third period? And were you pleased with the response you got out of it?
3: Well, uh, pretty obvious on the, my pleased with the response we had a really good third period you know we, we we stuck with it the message is that doesn't change you know if we're not playing well then there's a different message but when you're playing well and you're doing what you asked of the guys you, you're not gonna change anything it's more than anything it's double down double down on what we're doing keep keep you know keep it simple and you know eventually something will get go away and it did
1: so the hurricanes pick up the win. they are now 10 and one on the season 20 points in 11 games. That is just incredible. Uh, The Rangers are three points back. Carolina's got a couple of games in hand. Washington is four points back. Carolina has a game in hand. Uh, Philadelphia is six points back, uh, although Philly has only played 10 games. Same thing with Columbus. Columbus. Uh, 14 points in 10 games. So uh, good for Carolina. They're off for a couple of days and then home to take on the Flyers and then the St. Louis Blues come right in behind them. Kane's Corner Podcast brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. My friend Sammy Hanna is waiting for your call. All you have to do is uh, go online for a free no-obligation estimate and let the magic happen. With the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Follow the Canes Corner podcast wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can give us a rating. You can review us. I don't care. Do what you like, uh, but give us some feedback and let us know. Uh, thank you very much. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. And until after the Canes and the Flyers on Friday night, I'm Adam Gold. Good night.
3: This has been the
0: Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsman.com or
3: wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies, Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If
2: you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.